Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Welcome, JP and T. The football friendly. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's a sad day, Terry. Um, mm. It's a very sad day. We're dedicating this short JPNT, the football friendly, to the legend John Motson, who's passed this morning. It's, I'm absolutely devastated by it. Did devastated. you did you know he was uh, was ill or anything, or is this all sudden? Or do well, we know? I, I don't. I, he went in his sleep, uh, which is you know the best way to go. And my thoughts go out to his wife and his son, um, and. Uh, I don't, I don't, I've met his son on several occasions, but I knew his wife fairly well. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know that he's passed and legend's gone because that, 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 that term's thrown around too easily. But he, people say, you know, he's an icon, he's a legend. I, I knew him as a friend, uh, as a mentor, Terry, really. Uh, we go back a long, long way. Um, now I'm 40 years. First time I met him was when I was working on gantries, uh, video in the games for Bristol City Football Club with my dad for analysis. And uh, you know, he talked to me then. That was way back in the way, way back in the uh, 70s when he he really just come through, made his name that Hereford West Ham, um, Hereford Newcastle FA Cup tie, and um, you know he he'd pass on advice to me. 
asked me what I wanted to do and, you know, I couldn't be a footballer, I wasn't good enough, so that's what I wanted to do. And he passed on advice and, and he remembered me when I came into the business and we've been firm friends for, what, since the 80s and um, he passed on so many things to me, you know. He, he, he was my friend, he was my mentor, um, drinking buddy when we were abroad <laughs> on occasions and uh, there's so many stories to tell, you know. I mean, I don't know where you want to start, but... Uh, well, there's so many stories I can tell. Let's uh, well, let's just let let's go. It's this is a dedication to the, to the mighty John Motion, and so many people were doing impressions of him today, a lot better than this. <laughs> I, he he was he was he was he had that thing, didn't he? I mean, when you do voices and stuff, and you look at people, he was like, "What I wish to say, what what, what yeah. an absolutely fantastic game this afternoon." And he and he was nondescript his accent. He's, was he's he, from down here. He's from uh, oh, he's down. Yeah, I think he's from Barnet, where originally, but um, he worked on newspapers in that particular part, um, Barnet. Well, and Ipswich, he worked. He had a fondness for Barney. He had a fondness for Ipswich. The first game I think he ever saw, he went to Charlton. His dad took him to Charlton, and and th this is what he wanted to do, you know. And um, the fact that you, you impersonate him and and others do and, and always have done tells volumes because they don't impersonate every commentator. No. Um, you know, I know you take the mick out of me on stage, and that, and, <laughs> and that's quite right. I think quite. But, um, <laughs> there, there are very few. Um, and he he was he was I I think one of the first journalist commentators, you know, he, he recognised the story. It wasn't just about Smith to Jones goal. He recognised the story and he was, he was one of the first that ever did that. I think put that, put those stories into his commentary, um, into his commentaries. We used to, when we were abroad, um, Motti and I, this is before the days of internet. You know, you scrabbled around for information on players. People didn't see these players on television all the time. So they weren't, known they weren't recognizable really a lot of them so you had to find out in different ways and and Motti's preparation was always meticulous and and you know what I do with my preparation as mm. well people say I, I you know I do too much but I learned it from John you can never do too much and we used to go to these training sessions you know we'd be in Bulgaria I'm not talking about the big tournaments because it's more difficult those than the big tournaments say England were playing Bulgaria away in a friendly match or we, we'd go to the opposition um, training session um, and and we'd, we'd, we'd try and cobble together notes and identification stuff from local people talking in pidgin English or we'd be talking in pidgin Spanish or French or whatever it was or Motti would leave that to me generally mm -hmm. and um, and, we, and we'd make these notes you know and, we, and we'd compare and, and we'd work together not all commentators do that but he he just wanted to be the, the all, always the very very best at what he did. Uh, his enthusiasm for the game never waned. His love for the game never waned. And and Motti on that journalistic side, um, you know, he, he impressed on me the need to talk to managers before a game, um, make get contacts at clubs so that you could get information. And Motti used to go into the manager's office beforehand, and uh, I followed suit. And there are one or two other commentators that have done it: Martin at Sky and Clive. Tildesley, um, but but few others have, have done this along the line. You go into the manager's office, he takes you into his confidence, he'll give you his team and information beforehand. Few do it nowadays uh, with the more foreign managers coming in, but Motti was peerless in the regard that he was so trusted by managers and everywhere he knew, everywhere he went, people know him. So when we were abroad at some of these grounds, you know, we got in officially Sometimes we got in unofficially to watch these training sessions, but it didn't matter because people knew who John Motson was. Mm. 
People he'd walk into a room, Terry, and whatever you thought of Motti as a commentator, and commentators tend to polarise opinion, whatever you thought about Motti, he, um, he would turn heads. Uh, wherever he went, he would turn heads. People would look, oh, that's John Motti. Um, and he, 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 he didn't pass on information freely to everyone, um, but he was kind and considerate, and he was brilliant with me all the way through uh you know my career he helped he he was a great support during the good times and he was a great support during the toughest of times when i was passed over to be his replacement on bbc television guy got the job i had three phone calls that morning the first was from guy mowbray Mm. the second was from john motson and the third was from barry davis and um you know, John was a great support at that time in my life and in other periods when I've been very low uh, for personal reasons and, and also uh, for professional reasons. And he was always there. And um, he, he, he was sensational socially. You know, we'd, uh, he'd, he'd do the he'd do Motti's quiz for the BBC Christmas parties and uh, he, he, he regaled, regaled people with stories. And he just knew so many people in the game. People looked up for him, you know, whether it's because of the... The, the sheepskin, the iconic picture. Remember the iconic picture of him out on the pitch at Wickham in the sheepskin yeah. when yeah. the snow was on the ground? Yeah. People remember that. You know, that was that was shot purely accidentally. Um, the, the producer at Grandstand happened to see the, this picture on one of his many monitors and, and, and said, cut to the OB at Wickham. And, and that's how they got that, really. And now it became so iconic a moment. Um, and wh- wherever you were... Uh, he he was wonderful to work with, and um, his last World Cup, he didn't commentate on a on a tenth World Cup. He went out to South Africa as a sort of historian in 2010, and was there uh, and had more downtime, I guess, um, than he would normally do at the tournament. So we spent a lot of time in a rooftop bar in Cape Town, <laughs> um, and telling stories and and just talking to, talking about football. And he's talking about football. And he's uh, uh, talking about football. I bet he, he was the, known for obviously being a great statistician. Was that yeah. was that true? Did he? Could you throw anything? Well, you're pretty damn good at that. So, yeah, he did. I mean, you know, we, he again. That's something he impressed on me. That you know, get get your homework done. Um, get these facts and figures and statistics um, at a time when it, it, that was quite new. You know, now. As football, our, our football has become more Americanized, uh, and American sport is led by statistics. You, you're seeing more and more of them. But John used to say, "Use these statistics because there will be a period in the game where you know you will you will have to fill, mm. uh, especially on the radio, uh, which I did in my own way anyway. But um, more on television, John had an influence on me, not on the radio. But um, you use these. Anyone can commentate on a seven-six, Terry." You know, on a mm. five-all, you don't mm. need to use extraneous information. But when a game is getting dull and you need to keep it moving, when it's nil-nil with 75 minutes gone and it has been awful, mm. you need to move on with other things like statistics or, or anecdotal stories. And and John used to do that. And, and uh, you know, I guess, I guess he passed that on to me. And you do hear commentators now who haven't got that mm. because they haven't done enough preparation work. Mm. You can never do enough. You can never do it. You do, you, you do so much preparation and be prepared. He said to me, you'll do so much preparation and be prepared to drop 95% of it, I only to- use 5%. I, I totally agree with that as, as just from my business as well as a comedian. You know, if you've got five minutes as a spot, make sure you've got like eight minutes as a spot, nine minutes, you know, because you 
you'd rather have uh, movement and things happen don't they um also there's a there's a it's obviously not a thing you want to probably look up but the terrible uh, obviously tragic hillsborough if you look at the feed because he talks you probably know about this and everyone does this you can find it on youtube he talks um obviously to the producers and stuff as the game long before the game starts uh and he's being picked up on the mic, and he actually is saying, you know, look, look at the pen; it's getting too full. Look at the pen; it's getting too full. You know, and it, it, it's things like that that, that Motti obviously had a, a site where he could look at things and go, look, man, this is this is wrong here. But he was a journalist, you know. He, he it was, was incredible. He was, it's incredible. Yeah. He he was predicting what was happening. I know this is an awful thing to talk about, but he was. Pre- you can find it, people, on on if you really want to go and find it. But but you can hear him saying, look, this is. This is going to go wonky, and it did. Yeah, he 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 was a he was a very very good journalist. He had a very good eye for a footballer. You know, in later life, we would we would have a little chuckle over a glass of beer, or in his case, a glass of wine, because we we you know people young young players would come into the game. They played six matches, eight matches, and they are being touted as world beaters and hyped beyond belief. And you know we would compare them to players from the seventies and the eighties or whatever, and uh, we'd have a little giggle. But John was never cynical. He was never bitter about um, people coming into the game now. Um, the commentary game has changed. You know, back in the day, Terry, there was. In, if you lived in the South, there were, there were Barry Davis and John Motson on BBC Television. There was the great, great Brian Moore uh, on ITV in the in the London region, and um, you know, and and then that was it really. The Northern there were Northern ITV commentators as well, but uh, that, that's who I grew up with. Those three. The industry has changed so much now because there's so much football on. There mm. are so many commentators from three big names and then maybe a, a supporting cast of six or seven more. Then you had your, your your Radio 5 commentators and your local radio commentators. And now there's hundreds and hundreds, mm. hundreds. Mm. You know, I work for a company called Gravity Media and we do the Europa League matches and uh, for the world and uh, the conference matches for the world and the Champions League. And on a Thursday, there are there are so many people in the offices there that I, I don't know who they are. And um, there are more and more coming through. And, you know, it's great they're coming through. I'm, you know, please don't think I'm, I'm, I'm critical of that because I'm not. But what I'm saying is back in the day, there were only the three. Correct. It's a different, it's a different art as well, Terry, in that there weren't as many slow motions as there are now. There wasn't the social media criticism back in the day that there is now, but it was it was there weren't as many cameras as there are now. So in in some ways it's more difficult now than it was back in those days. But in other ways, you know, the the camera work perhaps wasn't as good as it is nowadays. The technical uh, capabilities weren't there that there are. And the other thing is there wasn't the internet. So you, you really had to work hard. Yeah, on that your researching, research. that researching, yeah. and and you are right as well. And then all the the names that you mentioned from from my childhood, and obviously my regional uh, living, uh, you know, it was th- those three: um, Barry Davis, who, who thankfully is still with us, uh, and of course John Motson. Uh, John yeah. Motson was on every game, he, for even even to the South End versus Bristol City, to to um, Real Madrid versus versus Liverpool. You know, he was. It was always it was always Motty. You know, and yeah, and the other thing about him, Tell, is that he. He had he had the big words for the big moments, which I think is essential for mm. a commentator to know the right 
the right way to deliver the right the big words. So if you, whether it's Ronaldo in a World Cup final, whether it's uh, Platini in the Euros, whether it's domestic cup finals, he did so many of those. Um, he, he, you know, he, there are iconic moments throughout his career. Ricky George in that cup tie for Hereford. We remember that, but all through there were so many moments, joyous moments that he brought us through his his appreciation of the language, through his timing, through his journalistic ability, and through this irrepressible enthusiasm and love he had for the game of football, and that joy came through. He, he he did the sad moments. He he did the joyous moments. He did everything, John. And and uh, you know the, the 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 commentators from back in the day. We of course passage of time. We we Dickie Davis went last week. He was, you know, one of the iconic. Yes, yeah, so still now, calls Dickie. Yeah. yeah. And now John's gone. You know, and and we've lost Peter Alice and Peter O'Sullivan and these people have gone. They're not so many over the last few years. And and now John's gone. I I I. I'd, I'm struggling for words because I hadn't seen him for a while, and um, he was he was an, he was a massive influence on me. He was an inspiration. He was a mentor. He was a friend. We did things outside the game of football, Terry. We did um, we did a couple of things called the Animal Olympics, which was like a, <laughs> a computerized. Oh, oh, yeah. So we had um, sort of um, random uh, how how far how how I could a flea jump, you know the flea high the flea won the high jump and uh, and I think a great white shark was in the swimming and a cheetah they they were competing against humans, you know, and compete, comparing the times and um, so it was computer generated. It was fun, mm. but Motti went into it with, the, with all the statistical background he could find and and um, he was incorrigible, you know. The, I remember. Um, we we I went to the loo halfway through. It was a long recording, and uh, mm. went to the loo, and I came back in, and I could hear the editor going through the glass. You know, well, Marty, can you ad lib on these things? And I, and I went in, I went, don't ask him to ad lib. He'd be and give him give him lines to read or stats to do. But John might be a bit uncomfortable doing this, so I'll I'll do those. And and uh, anyway, I went in. I said, John, you you toddle off now. Get the table ready in the bar. And uh, so I did the ad lib lines, and then. True enough, I, I went into the pub next door and there was Motti and he had the table set up and he had the drinks ready. And we had a good old laugh and a good old afternoon. And they're the moments I, I cherish really, you know, being in, a, in that rooftop bar in South Africa in 2010 and talking football and talking people he knew. Everyone knew John Motts. Yes. And he knew everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, that's uh, that brings us to an end of uh, a special of JPNT. Uh, just a quick one talking about the great John Watson, and um, yes, um, and all our thoughts go to his family. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.